Welcome to the Tabletop Sportcast. I'm your host, James Cast. Today is June 4th, 2023, and this is episode 119. Today, we sit down with Steve Tower, creator of After Further Review, which is a YouTube channel. We sit down and talk with Steve about his channel, different things going on in the gaming community, and what games he's been playing. If you have thoughts, questions, or feedback, send them over to tabletopsportcast at gmail.com. Want to check out the latest from my tabletop? Head on over to my Facebook page, Tabletop Sportcast. And finally, if you'd like to help support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com backslash tabletopsportcast, where $1 a month goes a long way to helping to offset costs for the podcast. Now, without further delay, let's get to the interview I did a few days ago with Steve Tower. All right, so I'm sitting down with Steve Tower from After Further Review. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'll, I'll give you a, an audio two-finger salute. So. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate <laughs> so, that. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me on. I'm a, a big fan of your podcast. and uh, Look forward to it every week and uh, looking forward to our conversation here. Awesome. That sounds good. Uh, so, Steve... Tell us a little bit about yourself and starting with, like, what were some of the first tabletop sport games you remember playing? Sure. So I, I'm actually, I, I was late to the game with, uh, with sports board games. Uh, and I, I stumbled upon Replay Baseball on a, uh, a rogue Google search. I was searching for some kind of baseball stats and somewhere Replay Games came up. And I was like, huh, huh. And so this would have been around 2006. Um, and I was like, huh, you know what? I think I'll, uh, I'll try this out and ordered the game. And it only came with the, uh, it came with two teams. I think it was a 64 Reds and, oh God, I want to say it was like the Phillies maybe. Um, but I, yeah. And I like kind of stumbled through that and I was like, oh, Hey, this is kind of cool. And then, um, and then you know got into into replay baseball and that was that was my only game for a while uh i did a bunch of uh season co-ops on the delphi forums mm -hmm. that were run with replay baseball um and then a few years after that i picked up um replay basketball um and then uh, at the time they were still publishing uh second season uh, where Keith went on a hiatus for a while and um, Pete took it over um, publishing it there. And so I got, uh, I want I think it was the last season that replay published, which would, I think was the 2007 season or the 2008, the, um, uh, the Cardinals Super Bowl with Kurt Warner was it? That was 2008, right? I think it was, it, I think, yeah, I think it was, was the year after the giants, uh, and, and new England. Right. So I think, I think it was, I think it was 2008. Hmm. What Super Bowl was that? What? I don't remember that one. What? The Giants pit. What was it? Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, um, block that out. That's good. <laughs> oh, oh, blocks. How about holding? How about like five different holdings? Anyways. Um, <laughs> I, and, uh, and so that's how I, uh, um, got to know play games because then the following year, I play games, took it back. And so I followed them over there and, um, that's how I initially connected with Keith. And, um, and then a few years later, he published History Maker Baseball, which that was what, uh, led me to saying like, Ooh, this is, this is fantastic. So, um, because, um, my early, early gaming, uh, uh, what really got me into gaming was, um, adventure books, the, um, um, Oh, there's a name for them. I think I think adventure. It, uh, basically, the books that were like D and D, like solo, where you you read a book, but you created you created a character. You had stats. You had equipment. Yeah. And then when you got into a battle, you had to roll dice and compare it against your fighting skill. <clears throat> um, and then whatever you did in that book, it would carry over into the next book in the series. And and so I always loved that idea of you know the um, role playing element of things, but but in a solo environment. Yeah. Um, and so when history maker baseball came out and he had all these, um, you know, wild things in there, 
like the the right now charts and the chemistry charts and and it's like oh my god like this is you know <laughs> this is what i've been waiting for this you know combining sports and uh you know this kind of pseudo rpg element to it and um and so i was like oh my god and you know at, at that point so that was uh 2012 that uh history maker baseball came out uh and at that point youtube gaming channels were like really in their infancy it was um you know the dice tower was doing their thing um mm. but um but i was like you know no one's gonna cover this and yeah. i was like hey you know like i was a film minor in college like i could <laughs> i could do something so uh yeah so i i I, I literally stacked up a bunch of crates on one side of a table, put my iPad up on it, and that's how I recorded my first videos. And then I edited it on iMovie on my iPad. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, and created a, a YouTube channel. But yeah, so that's how the the pathway that led me through there. And then you know connected to, to with Keith more uh, after I did that because obviously he was excited about <laughs> seeing his game covered and um absolutely so yeah yeah but and then and then and now coming up on 10 years this august will be 10 years of afr that is great um and what was your motivation for getting started on youtube was it more just to kind of help promote the games or did you have like you know was there some other kind of ambition that was coming out of like kind of behind like getting in youtube uh well I mean, really, it was just that I was so excited about History Maker Baseball that I wanted as many other people to know <laughs> about it. Um, and, you know, and if I could somehow help the algorithm of people doing a random Google search the way I stumbled onto Replay Baseball, then I was like, okay, I, you know. Um, and uh, and I, honestly, I don't know what thought was at the time i just knew that i needed to get a video up uh about that and then see what happens i i had no aspirations i you know uh i wasn't thinking i was going to get bought out by spotify or anything but um and then you know and then and then people were watching it and people were commenting like oh huh <laughs> there's really people that are interested in this like you know it, it, uh i'm not in this little uh well i guess it is still a little bubble but it's a bigger bubble than I, than I initially thought. So yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was, that was my, my biggest goal was to, uh, to get spread the word about that. And then, you know, as I continued, I, and then, you know, got more into the sports game community, I realized that there's all kinds of these little, you know, one person publishers out there doing games. And so then that, that kind of became my driving goal is to get, um, you know, uh, people, eyes on these games that otherwise they might have missed and um and then they're like oh my god i've been looking for you know a game that does it i've been looking for a golf game i'm looking for a boxing game mm. i didn't know there was one out there um so so yeah and then that now that continues to be my my driving goal is to just uh you know showcase games show people what it actually looks like to play a game okay um, and see if that's it's something that they want to get on their table that's good so let, let's take a step back again, too. So w what kind of a sports fan were you as you were growing up? Was it pretty much all sports, or were there certain ones that you were kind of honed in on? Yeah, so my family, we were a football, basketball, baseball family. Um, despite where we, where I grew up and the uh, um, the farmlands of upstate New York, uh, hockey was, was huge up there, but we were not a hockey family. Um mostly because we are not hockey bodies. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so no, we, uh, we were big into football, uh, college basket. It was college basketball was actually really big in our household. Um, I always remember, you know, the, the final four was a big event for, for my family watching it. And, um, and, uh, well, what was interesting is because of where I grew up, we were so far removed from, any major metropolitan area that you could kind of root for whoever you wanted because it you weren't you didn't really feel like you were being disloyal to you know your local <laughs> team i mean actually the closest major metropolitan area to me was montreal montreal was um just a just a mere three hours away from um 
from where I grew up. So that was where I saw my first baseball game was in the Stade de Olympique and, um, oh, wow. in, uh, in 1991. So yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so, and, uh, you know, we didn't get cable TV until 1988. Um, you know, so, so really the only sports that I got to follow on TV were the major events, you know, the Super Bowl, uh, the final four, um, I guess the basketball finals would probably, we could catch. Um, but yeah, we would only get, we only got three channels on our, on our TV and one of them was Canadian. So, um, I, so it was, it was slim pickings. I, I mean, um, you know, basically uh, waiting for this week in baseball was that was the highlight of my week. Cause that was really the only time I ever saw what was going on and, and, and baseball. So, Oh, wow. Interesting. Just to catch up on, you know, um, but yeah. And then until we got cable and then when we got cable, then the only thing I could follow was the Atlanta Braves. Cause everybody got TBS. So we, That's right. <laughs> so we could so we could listen to skip Carey call, <laughs> calling the Braves games. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Always with the superstations, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And are you strictly like a tabletop gamer, or do you like to do like some of the computer sim games too? So I used to, um, I used to play out of the park baseball, um, and then I used to play a, a wrestling simulation called Total Extreme Wrestling, mm. um, but. Uh, I, I haven't in a long time. Well, uh, the uh, the wrestling sim that I used to play, it's only available for PC, and I've be, I've been a a Mac person for uh, um, well for uh, over ten years now. So um, so I've gotten out of that. And but uh, but no, now uh, the only other sports games that I play are on my uh, my PlayStation. I'll play uh, the show and uh, the uh, the WWE Two K series. Okay, I'll play that out. So. Um, very good. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I tried to get into some of the computer uh, games, but I don't know. To me, I just feel like you know, I, I work on a computer all day, <laughs> yeah. and so it's like kind of the last thing I want to do is then get on my other, com- you know, my home computer and uh, and you know, click through things and. Uh, I don't know. To me, it, it doesn't, I, I miss something when I'm playing, even if it's a super faithful recreation of it, like uh, the replay baseball computer game is fantastic. It, it really does capture, you know, everything. But mm. um, I remember I did play through a full season one time. I think I, I replayed the, uh, uh, the 2011 uh, Red Sox season. Mm. Um, and I don't remember really anything <laughs> the whole season. I don't remember any highlights. I remember that uh, Adrian uh, Beltre did really well and which reinforced that I like, Oh, they should have resigned him <laughs> because <laughs> if, if they would have resigned him, then that would have meant that Kevin Euclid would have stayed at first and they never would have signed. Um, uh, oh God. What's his name? They, they signed, that guy from the Dodgers. Um, oh, uh, Gonzalez, Adrian Gonzalez. He, was that who it was? Um, they went on that big was spree. No, I think it was Gonzalez. Um, and then that led to the whole yeah. thing of Euclid didn't have a spot. And then two years later he was, or no, it was a year later he was let go. That, you know, um, but, but yeah, but it was just, you know, whereas when I, when I roll games out, I guess because it's, I'm playing it slower, mm. you know, you remember those things that happen. You remember those rare plays, those wacky things that happen or somebody that had no business being as good as they were, you know, or seeing a superstar fumble it away. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So just for me, I, um, it's both a technical issue and just a, um, I guess a, a spiritual issue. Is that, is that the right word? <laughs> that it, sure. it just, it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't scratch the itch for me the way that um, you know playing it out on my tabletop. Yeah, does, so. I hear that, uh, and I've been very clear too. I, I intentionally do it somewhat just because you know as you're getting older, like you want some of these activities that will like 
you know, spark those synapses a little bit. And sure. Be like, yeah. <laughs> tabletop gaming does that quite a bit because I've really got to you really have to pay attention and really have to like really be engaged in it, to, which is probably why you're also noticing like that's why you remember more of the plays because we're more engaged more than the click, click, click kind of an approach. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. And I don't know, I'm not getting old, but I <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's why I keep my hair cut short on the sides. <laughs> yes. Good Paul. Good good call. Uh sorry, let's get back to your channel. Um after further review. And it's seen a lot of different iterations, right? Um so you know, for those who aren't really familiar with your channel what would you say, like, how would you describe like your current content right now? Like, what is it you mostly try to like focus on, on your show, on your channel? Right now it's pretty much exclusively just live playthroughs. So showing a game, showing the setup, playing through a, a full game and then, you know, giving my thoughts at the end of it. Um, and then even beyond that, then focusing more on, uh, you know, continued replays showing what happens you know, different systems in a game when you're playing a second game, you know, what, what's the fatigue for the bullpen this game, because you burned out all of your good middle relievers in game one. And, uh, you know, things that you may, you might not be able to showcase in one game. So, um, uh, you know, and again, leading to the, you know, showcasing for people like, Oh yeah. Hey, I've been looking for a game that does that with, you know, fatigue on my bullpen. Cause you shouldn't be able to use your best, you know, two relievers every single game or, you know, um, uh, but yeah, so, uh, that, that's my current focus. Uh, I am trying to get back into doing a semi-regular news show cause those always do well. And it, it, those are also great for just getting quick hits out. Mm. Something's coming up, Kickstarter campaigns launching. Somebody just, it's having a holiday sale. Um, those seem to work out really well. So, so I am going to, I'm, I'm making an effort on, uh, getting some more news shows up, um, and, uh, you know, the difference when I first started the channel way back when, um, well, first I didn't even have the technology available to me to live stream a show. It would have been terrible. Um, well, in more ways than one, I guess it would have been terrible. Um, but, uh, I was just trying to be, uh, you know, a, just a strictly review site mm-hmm. where a very scripted, very, you know, edited, uh, you know, 10, 20 minute video. Uh, they just gave like highlights of a game and then, you know, high lows. And what would I, you know, do I recommend this or, uh, or not recommend it? Um, and I thought that that's what I wanted to do, but as the channel started to grow, um, I realized that it wasn't. And then especially once I started doing live streams, uh, that was what really, you know, got my juices going is being able to have the live interactions with players. Um, and, you know, and viewers and, and then seeing like people coming back and, um, like when I play a game of history maker baseball with the fictional baseball America league and Fernando de la Rosa is pitching. Um, I have a longtime viewer Cross, who I call the captain of the, um, Fernando de la Rosa fan club because he'll always come in and every time he has a strikeout, he'll type a K in. And then when he gets the second one, he'll type two K's like he's holding up the signs and, um, you know, so so things like that, I, that's, that's what I really enjoy. And it, it, I feel like it built a community and, um, you know, people can see like, Oh yeah, this is, you know, it's not just for one-off games. I mean, it works, but there's, you know, a, uh, a story that's being told in multiple playthroughs and, um, and uh, yeah, so that, that's definitely where, where my focus is now. And I'm for the foreseeable future is just doing the live playthroughs of shows or of, of games. Yep. Yeah, and I'll give you credit, um, you know, and I've, I've I've said it before on the channel too, like those of you who go and do like the live playthroughs, I, you know, it's challenging and I would never really want to put myself out there too much <laughs> doing that. Um, so I give you guys a lot of credit because it, it's hard to do that and, and make it entertaining without feeling like you're just, you know, kind of talking to you. You actually make it entertaining and uh, it is fun to watch like you pl- doing your playthroughs of the different games. Um, in addition to like sometimes getting a chance to see a game that I haven't seen before, you know, so there's, there's always that draw at times, but even for the games that I know, well, like it's just fun to watch you 
kind of reacting to things that are um, taking place during the games and stuff. So good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, right. That's what it, you know, it's, it's the, the human emotion of it, right. Cause you get, you get invested in your players and um, I, it's uh, something that was brought up to me recently that I, and I didn't even realize I do it is, uh, is my, Oh no's when, <laughs> when something goes wrong and it's like, I do say, that. <laughs> I don't. yes, you do. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's great. I mean, I, uh, and I feel like there's something, um, there's uh, raw and real about doing a live show. It, you can't cover up anything, you know, with editing. It's, um, you know, it, and also I feel like that's really the, the only true way to show somebody how a game played. Yeah. You know, um, you can, cause I'm, I'm definitely somebody that I learn by doing. So like, reading a couple of steps of something was like, uh, I kind of get it, but, um, you know, but actually seeing the, the, you know, the step-by-step process and being played out, rolled out. And the case of these games, um, I feel like gives a, you know, as, as true a, a, a representation of a, of a game that, uh, you know, that we can get across in, in this format on YouTube. So. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm going to come back to the news segments that you've been doing. Um, but first I wanted to talk about too, like I got hooked into your channel when you were doing your, like your long running thing on Friday nights, uh, Friday night tights, Monday night, Monday night tights. They, sorry. Yeah. Um, so any, like, as we talk about that, like I hear a lot from people who like struggle with the wrestling games. Right. And, and I think one of the things is like, they always feel like they got to get big with a federation, right? But, you know, you had a really fun one going that was fairly small in size. So, like, any best practices you have for kind of running a small federation? Yeah, um, I, I think it's good to just pick out four or five, maybe six wrestlers that you want to sort of be the focus, you know, the stars of your, of your federation. And then just... Um, you know, kind of let the game <laughs> dictate the side characters. Who's their, who's their friend this week or, uh, you know, who's their foe. And, um, and then, uh, well, especially with the face to the mat, just, uh, I, I mean, the stories that come up just organically. Yeah. Um, in that, uh, cause yeah, like, so one of my longest running teams was the border patrol. Um, with uh, Mark Russell and Bob Hansen. <laughs> and um, uh, one year um, for uh, um, one of the All Hallows Eves, Keith made a special set of cards and he actually made a card of Mark's wife um, to be a manager. And just through the game engine, at one point she turned <laughs> on him. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, this is great because enjoying it and it's like i'm just reading the results of um of this so yeah um i think really especially uh if people are playing face to the mat is um just you know just pick out a few wrestlers you want to focus on keep it to maybe 20 wrestlers total i know it's tempting to be like oh but i have this stack of 100 like no because then you're gonna you'll be uh you know uh, analysis paralysis will come up um right. so yeah i think just maybe pick like 20, 25 wrestlers um, and uh, just set up, set up one show and run through it. And probably by the end of that first show, just from results that come up and either pre-match or post-match results, you'll get a couple of story hooks for your next show. Yep. And then, you know, uh, just, I didn't keep like a lot of notes. I would keep like one or two just quick, quick hit sentences at the bottom of each sheet for each week. Um, and that, well, you know, in uh, streaming it also helped because then I could <laughs> go back and watch it just to make sure that I, I didn't forget something that had happened. Um, so, um, and, and yeah, and just, just kind of let the, uh, let that, that game engine tell you the story of, of what's happening. And, um, you know, sometimes it is a little bit frustrating because <laughs> sometimes I'll have an idea in my head, like, oh, this will be good because I can push this character. Um, and then he'll end up having a big match, you know, at the end of the month. And then all of a sudden you get a result that says, 
you know, the wrestler gets frustrated and just leaves <laughs> in the middle of the match and he loses <laughs> three TV grades. And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and especially, I guess that is one downside to doing it live is because then I can't be like, oh, we're just going to ignore that. And <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. But yeah. The record, if, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if someone's, if someone just, you know, bought face of the mat and bought, you know, one of the season sets and it's just kind of sitting there going like, how do I do this? My uh, advice, just, just start rolling. Just pick, pick 10 wrestlers, have five matches for your first show and see what happens. Yeah. And yeah. And cause I, I think that that face of the mat is such a, such a unique game because you're kind of playing the commissioner mm. of that you set up the matches, but then, yeah, then once it starts, you're at the whim of, <laughs> then you're like a fan just watching it play out on TV. And cause who knows what's going to happen once you start getting into the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, um, you know, the wild card tables and, um, so yeah, yeah, it's um, a lot of fun. It definitely, it's something I, I do need to get back on the channel. Um, it was, it was just something. The last time that I had a run with it, I um, ended up with a big tournament for the heavyweight championship, and Sam Banner won. And it was just sort of this fantastic ending, and I didn't know what to do <laughs> for the next show, and it, it, it just, it felt like it, and I was like. I, and so, yeah, I, I kind of felt like I had gotten what I wanted to get out of that that game for a while. But I I, I will get that back on the table at some point this year. Cool. Yeah. So those were a lot of fun. They were entertaining shows. And and I think the twists and turns that take place is, you know, it, that's what adds to it. Right. It's it's real sure. drama. So it's yeah. it's some good stuff there. Yeah. yeah. It, um, well, and also, yeah. I feel like it, it captures um, what for me, I consider the, uh, the the best time of wrestling. It really feels like it's a. Like I'm watching 1988 wrestling, yeah. You know where the 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 heels were heels and the the baby faces were baby faces, and there was no in between, and everybody was this gigantic over the top character, and uh, you know, and that's that's that was the wrestling that I really liked. That's the wrestling I you know grew up with, and um, and, uh, and you can do that in face of the mat. You can, um, you know, I think I mean it does work for all eras. But I feel like yeah. it, it really captures that uh, that golden era of wrestling really well. I would agree, and, and that's kind of what I'm true back to myself. Like that's that's what I remember. So, um, but you're right. Like it it definitely feels like that era, you know. Um, so it's good stuff. It's one of my favorite games. So, um, going back to the news, like I think one of the things I've always loved about your news shows too is for me a lot of times it's kind of that first look at games, like, cause you're introducing some stuff there and I'm, you know, as, as you said earlier, like there's a lot of these kind of, um, single person game companies that, you know, it, it's sometimes hard to find out what they're producing. Um, so having people like you who are kind of highlighting them is really helpful. And, you know, what are some of the games that you've heard, gotten some feedback that you really helped kind of introduce to like a new audience? Yeah, uh, so let's see. Uh, Breakaway football um, was one that uh, uh, I, I was really happy to uh, to get on the channel and, and showcase because um, that's such a such a fun game, um, and it's actually it's one of the few games um, that I really feel plays better head to head. It does work well solo. Um, but uh, there's nothing better than um, going up against a human, um, you know, something we just can't, you can't simulate with, with solo charts. So, um, but, and the, actually uh, a side note on that, there's actually a couple of people that bring breakaway football to the play con <laughs> now. Yes. Uh, Cooper is uh, Cooper Gilbert, a uh, friend of the channel. Cooper um, is uh, <laughs> it, he, he loves that game and he's, um, <laughs> he's on a different level of um of thinking than i am so uh although i did almost beat him one time uh oh. came wrap down to the last uh sequence of uh, of the game and i he uh he outthought me i i thought for sure he was going to call a blitz on a play and i uh i threw a, a short pass and so he intercepted it and, and then he was able to march down the field and get the scoring 
but for for a minute it looked like I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna beat him. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so that that's been great because um, you know that was a game that uh, I. I don't think it was on Kickstarter, but I don't think that it reached its goal. Um, and so we, that's why it's, it's on game crafter now and it's being published there. So um, oh, okay. kind of like on demand. So, so that would, you know, that was like great to showcase that, like, you know, a game that, you know, people might've missed. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see the uh, legends of boxing mm-hmm. was one that, uh, uh, that I really, really enjoyed when he came out with the, um, the career guide. Oh yeah. Um, because, uh, again, that was something that, you know, I, I, I almost kind of felt like he made that for me. Cause it was like, it scratched that itch of, it was like <laughs> great. Well, I, I told Gary when that came out, I said, I don't want to play with real boxers <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Cause like, why would I, why would I get out real boxers when I can, you know, play out my fictional journey with, you know, <laughs> the medfield kid here yeah um and uh you know so that was great and that was and that's certainly something that lends itself to a series of shows not just mm-hmm. one because you know then you want to see what he's going to do you know the next match and um is he able to move up the ranks and um you know by the time you know get up to a point where then they can challenge for the title in their division um so uh so yeah so that was that was one let's see and then Oh yeah, well, uh, obviously, fast drive football. Um, yeah, uh, that that was great. I I have to give a big shout out to uh, to Al for letting me um, get the exclusive on that when it first got released, um, and that's that's been just a eye opening experience in in so many ways because I, I realized that that was the football game <laughs> that I've that I've wanted. It's. Uh, um, it's it's kind of taken the place of every other football game for me because I really? I got to a point nice. where I where I realized like this is this is kind of everything that I want like you know I I mean I still love second season but um it it takes me two hours to roll yeah. out a game of second season um and then it's like it's like nice to look back and be like oh look you know Curtis Martin had. 98 yards in that game, but it's like, and then it goes away somewhere and it's not, I'm not pulling them back out and looking at that game that I rolled. Um, and so, yeah, fast drive football, it, it, you know, uh, was definitely something that I wanted to show because it was like, Oh my God, this is great. This is, you know, that you can actually get a full game in, in 10, 15 minutes. And it's not just a score generator. You're going to, you're going to see why the team won or why the team lost. And there's going to be a couple of crazy plays that happen. Um, and uh, it, it allowed me to do something I've always wanted to do and play out an entire season. Yeah. Uh, with every team, you know, rolling out a game for, uh, for every team, you know, something that would be nigh impossible, right. With <laughs> Absolutely. With, with a full, I mean, unless that was your, I mean, even if that was your full-time job, that would still be <laughs> such a, monumental task uh to do i mean i think i saw somebody did one and it was like a seven or eight year (laughs) project that they just you know they pull it out once in a while and oh we're gonna roll out game number eight of week three (laughs) today and um you know so uh so yeah so fast drive football and then um i uh um Still, my favorite memory on the channel is when I uh, the first um, tournament that I played out for History Maker Golf. Oh, um, okay, where I did the uh, the the 1980 Bitty Beer Classic, um, and because uh, it was you know it was one of those things like uh, you know speaking of things that are impossible to do, playing out a full tournament with the full you know whatever 150 golfers um, that get there. That's something that would take you you know, months <laughs> in a, in a full play, uh, game. Uh, and so, yeah, it was something when, when I got that game, uh, I knew that I wanted to do it and the fates just happened to give me, um, a Saturday where my wife took the kids, um, to go visit her family and they were staying overnight. And it's like, Ooh, I've got, 
<laughs> I got this like pluck a time where I don't have any responsibilities right now, and so yeah, so I, uh, you know, I uh, promoted it and got on. And the first one of the first things I said is like, "This is going to be uh, probably a three four hour video, and we're just going to you know go from start to finish." And um, and uh, well, first off, I was amazed how many people watched it live and how many people stayed the entire time because I was thinking like, "Oh, people are going to pop in and out," and um, but. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah, people watched it. People loved it. It was great. It kind of had like a, you know, a gallery <laughs> in the chat room, people <laughs> shouting out things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was like really uh, cool to show off that you can indeed play out a tournament in a reasonable amount of time. And, uh, you know, and you'll get to see, you know, some of these cool highlights that happen. Someone, you know, suddenly comes out of the pack maybe um, mm. to, uh, to contend late um and uh yeah yeah it's uh well and then <laughs> the funniest thing that happened is it was one of those that got a rare rare uh chart result and it was that a um somebody shouted at a, uh, a golfer during their backs uh you know their uh, their backstroke and um <laughs> and they were stormy the rest of the round and and I was like, oh, my God, you know what that means? Like, somebody came out and they were going, baba booey, baba booey. You know, yeah, yeah. And uh, but, I mean, that was four years ago that I did that. And I still remember that that highlight. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, nice. I, and, you know, so there there have been a lot of things uh, that I've done. But those are probably the top um, ones that stand out in my mind. Of, like, either showcasing a game that people might have missed or showcasing um, – uh, what a game can do that people are like, well, I don't know. How is that really, you know, like the tournament with, with the history maker golf and people not believing that you could actually, you know, get a, a, get a realistic result and it not be just, you know, either one die decides what they do or you're slogging right. through and playing everybody out <laughs> hole right. by hole. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a really amazing system for history maker golf. I have to say too, like uh, the most recent um, fast drive football project you did, I thought was just a great project design where you played out, you know, uh, on the show at least. I think you were playing all the games off screen too, but the playing like your Patriots game followed by like I guess like King of the Mountain or like yeah, uh, the King of the Hills, yeah, knock it, yeah. I yeah. thought that was a great format of like if people are looking for ways to like oh I want to play a whole season but you know I don't want to play every single game it's like do it this way pick the team you want to follow and then just have like winner stays for like another game and like start with one and then just who do they play next and then that's the team you play I thought that was like a really good project design oh thank yeah yeah it was a lot of fun just um, obviously I didn't think it through and then what would happen if the Patriots <laughs> became the king of the hill um but uh you know we, we roll with the punches but yeah yeah that, it was fun and well and just because the game plays so fast yes you know i was able i mean sometimes i was still able to do a show in like 35 minutes and play out two full games yeah so it's that um, it's that yeah. quick of a game to play i mean it's yeah yeah it it, yeah. it, it definitely uh scratches a good itch for me too in terms of like i want to play a more of a season and no better way to do it than with um, fast drive football. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I and I do have to uh, another shout out to Al. This is going to go right to his head two times now, but um, that that he gives it away. Uh, it's yes, I mean, that it's a free game. That, that's just unbelievable. Um, you know, and so in in the spirit of it being a free game, uh, well, charity wear they called it. The, it he asked that if you enjoy it, that you make a donation to your favorite charity. Um, you know, and so in that spirit, the two uh, season projects that I've done, I've done a, a, a long stream for the playoffs, and where it's going to uh, uh, a charity for that event. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's very nice, really cool thing, very very nice thing for the for the community and. And also just the fact that it's such a fantastic game. That's you know, just, <laughs> it really is. Oh yeah. And you didn't mention one that I thought you were going to mention, which was Book It. I, you know, you're the only one that I've ever really seen kind of oh, like okay. showcase Book It, and, um, and you know, I have yet to purchase it. I've I've played it a little bit on like the tabletop simulator um, mm -hmm. version, but I think that's a game I've I got to have on my list next because it's it's just such an interesting kind of deck building game to like you know run that 
run that like fed in a sense you know um so i thought you did a really good job of showcasing that game too oh thank you yeah 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 that one's a lot of fun um for sure uh and uh i actually um i have to give another shout out to uh to high volume games um bill sourbeer uh he was the one who first got that game uh and played it and it was like oh my god and um so the actual first game that i played of that was his copy of the game before i got my own so um okay uh, yeah, he's another yeah, one that, does that, a nice job with his uh, replays too. So. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, cool. Let's um, let's talk a little bit about play games. You've you've mentioned them a few times already, and you know, obviously, anybody who follows play knows you've been um, featured quite a bit on the play space. Um, Keith you, and you have done a few special shows together. Um, you know, what are some of your most favorite shows that you guys have done together? Yes. Um, so the, uh, the all hollows eves are always a lot of fun. Um, because we, uh, we get to break out our, our face to the mat characters. Um, and I get to be the evil AFR Steve, <laughs> which, which every year somehow Sam makes my picture on the poster even more evil. So, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, those are always a lot of fun. Uh, but the, the very first one will, will always be special because um, Keith actually came to my house um, to play that. So we got to, you know, we got to sit by each other and play that out live. Um, and actually he did that a second time. Was it for an All Hallows Eve? I think it was. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was two years later they came. So um, so those are always fun. Um, the, um, the Snowball games with fury football um are always fun uh especially the first one because i uh, i shut them out so that was <laughs> with my with my south pole grinches um so that was <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun um and then uh got to pre-play uh the 2018 super bowl uh and it uh the winning touchdown was scored on a, on a rare play it was oh, a play. Wow. It, bounced, it bounced off. Uh, it bounced off someone's helmet, and um, God, I forget who ended up catching it. It was one of the running backs ended up catching loose ball and uh, ran it in for a score, and that was the go-ahead touchdown. So yeah, um, so yeah. It, but it, any any time I get to do a, a live show with Keith, it's always a lot of fun. He's the um, you know he's a great host, obviously, and um, it just so neat to be able to interact with the creator of games that you've had so much fun with. Um, and, uh, and he, uh, he's probably the most interesting person that I know. He's, he's had so many cool <laughs> adventures in his life. Uh, you know, and, um, so it's always, always great to, uh, to share, uh, to share the play space with Keith. So. Yeah. And then, um, obviously play.com is coming up. Um, well, just under two months now, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. so what do you think, you know, I've talked to a number of people about it, obviously, but like, what, what is it that makes it stand out to you is like, you know, that, that event, what's the thing that really stands out to you about that event? Uh, well, especially now it's uh, been going on for a while. It feels like going to a family reunion. Mm. It's, uh, just as soon as I get there, it just, I immediately I'm comfortable and you know, it's, yeah, it's just, just seeing all the guys and um, it's just so much fun. Oh my God. Like I usually, my, my jaw is sore from smiling and laughing so much by, by the end of the con. Cause it's just, it's just a nonstop fun. Um, but I mean, even uh, the first time that I got to meet, um, two of the people from uh, the Milwaukee area was for a uh, fall classic um, pre-play. Um, and that was the first, it was in 2016. So that was the first time I got to meet Travis Jansen and, uh, and Bob Hanson. Um, actually, that might've been the first time I got to meet Al Wilson too. I, he flew out for that. And I think that was the first time that I got to meet him. Um, and uh, <laughs> I just remember, um, I mean, you know, we had had such a great time, and then we actually we all went out to dinner um, afterwards, and um, 
the waitress came up and she could tell because of various accents that I was not from Milwaukee. And before I could say something to the waitress, Travis goes, he goes, he goes, Oh, that's, that's a YouTube Steve tower. He's kind of a, he's kind of important. <laughs> and, and it was just, it was like, it was like my brother, like ribbing me. It was, it was so perfect. And, um, Oh my god! Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but that's that. It, it, I do it just as soon as I get there. I just I feel like I'm in my second home there. It's just uh, um, so much fun. I you know I feel like anybody there, um, whether it's their first time or their fifth time, uh, is going to have fun. Um, and uh, you know, and I, it's it it really says something about what Keith does uh, with his community because I feel like most people are like me and that they play games by themselves <laughs> mostly so by nature we're all sort of inverted uh you know solitary gamers but you know we get there and we're just in our own element right we're uh we're like hey these are you know <laughs> these are people that get what what i'm talking about and yeah for you know so for a couple of days we get to be amongst our own and have a lot of fun and um and well, you know, plus Keith always has like a couple surprises there, uh, with you know new releases, um, the you know things you get in the swag bag, uh, definitely uh, it, just so much fun. And then uh, the last couple of years, um, Mike Fitzgerald has mm. come to the convention, um, and so being able to just sit down and play a game with Mike Fitzgerald, it just it's almost like an out of body experience. Like wow, you know. <laughs> Huh. That's that's neat. Uh, hi, Mike Fitzgerald. You're just, yeah, um, yeah, but but only for a moment because yes. you know. Then you start talking to him, and it's just you know, uh, it's like, oh, okay, he, yeah, he's he's one of us. He, you know, um, so yeah, just the the whole thing is, is fantastic. Uh, the the Denver area is is so beautiful, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so the whole thing if. Yeah. So anybody listening, if they're ever thinking about coming and they're you know nervous about the social aspect of it, it's it's so so welcoming uh, there, and you know you're really amongst friends there. Absolutely. Um, okay. So, what are the games that you're playing the most often these days? Uh, so uh, so it's still History Maker Baseball uh is it's it's always it's never more than an arm's length away from from my gaming table uh i'm in a a co-op league uh for the second year that grant fines is running um and so that's that's a lot of fun uh with the with the fictional teams um let's see um and then highlight maker hoops um i still have on the table i do need to that's another project that i need to (laughs) get finished um, <laughs> uh, I uh, I set my sights too high trying to play out a full seventy two game season with all twelve teams. Um, yeah. So, but I will uh, I will get that back on uh, eventually. Um, and then, uh, so those are the two most regular games. Um, I've been kind of rotating out a couple of uh, games that uh, I have wanted to show uh, on the table, but I uh, just haven't because of their. Uh, how much space they take up, but um, so there's eleven uh, from Portal Games, which is a uh, a, a football simulator for uh, football manager simulator for everybody else in the world, soccer manager for all of our American friends. Um, <laughs> uh, and that that's that's a that's a pretty neat game. It, um, uh, uh, gosh, what's the best way to? It's not. Well, it's it's like a lot of different things. So you have a board that's your stadium that you can buy upgrades for. You have staff um, that are like trainers or agents um, that'll do various things. Uh, and then you have a board of directors uh, that every week starts out. You, you roll a die and they make a decision. Um, there's a card you roll up that some something has come up and they have to make a decision and you can't influence that. Cause they're the, you know, they're the board. Um, and then you actually have your players that you can, you know, you can buy new players. Um, you can get rookies that are kind of bad, but then you can train them and then 
hopefully they'll be better. You don't know what's on the other side. So yeah, there's a lot of elements to it, but it just, it's a, it's a big table hog. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I, I am going to try to get that on the table at some point this year. Um, and then, uh, I also been playing uh, heat pedal to the metal, um, ah. which is a, uh, yeah. Um, uh, a, a, a F1 simulator or well, not simulator, but, uh, board game um and it, but it's a card uh, deck management game oh okay uh, so uh, everybody starts with the same deck of cards and they have various speeds on them um and uh it, yeah so it's, it's trying to mitigate how fast you're going into into um turns because if you go too fast you generate a heat point for every um because every corner has a value and for every speed you're going over that you generate that much heat and uh so very very cool mechanics in it um and also has the easiest ai mechanic i've ever seen so it can uh you can play it solo and um it's up to six players now but there there will be an expansion at some point just because the insert has two empty spaces for cars so you know that there's <laughs> they already planned an <laughs> it's in like a not so subtle like oh that's weird um uh but uh in each turn it's literally just you flip a single card and then it's based on the color of the car it tells you how far they move oh, and they wow. don't have to they don't have to worry about um you know their card you don't just yeah um so so very very quick to play out and um it's um I want to say it's like the spiritual successor to uh, to Flamme Rouge, which is a, um, a, um, a like a bicycle race game, right? right. Um, and uh, so same same kind of idea. Everybody has a deck of cards that have various speeds on them, and you have to worry about how fast you're going around turns. And, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So those are those are really really fun. Um, that also has a, a good solo mechanic. But you had to buy an expansion for it. Okay. The solo rules, but um. Oh, but yeah. Forward to seeing that one then. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That would they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, uh, again, that one's kind of a bigger space game because that that one you lay out um, pieces that hook together to create the various tracks. Whereas the heat one, it's just a board that folds out. Um, Got it. So it's a little quicker setup. So cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that and then I I just picked up. <laughs> I haven't got to play it yet, but I just picked it up on a whim. I got the the GI Joe deck building game. Oh, um, yeah, it was one of those Amazon was having a sale, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I wouldn't. But it was I don't know, it was like fifty percent off. So I'm like, all right, let me let me try it. So yeah, it's a little, it's a deck building game um, where you start with like basic Joes and then you can upgrade them. Oh, nice! Trying, trying to defeat Cobra before. Um, before the timer reaches the end of the, the cobra tail, that's the the turn marker. It's like the cobra symbol, and you move it down. So yeah, yeah. It looks. I I saw it on um, ID Jester's channel. He did okay. a, a couple of playthroughs with it, and I'm like, oh, that that looks fun. And then you know, it also <laughs> it definitely it hit that nostalgia bone. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a lot of Saturday mornings. When, <laughs> <laughs> that's right watching gi joe so yeah that's a good that was that was a fun cartoon for sure um yeah yeah i've been looking for deck building games uh ever since planet flipper and you know and now with um i and and scorecards just arrived today i just got my copy of scorecards today so oh, gonna knock that one out pretty soon too but uh so yeah i've been starting to look around myself for like some deck building games because I'm starting to get the itch on those. And it wasn't something I really played a lot in the past. So um, I definitely am looking forward to doing some more of those. Yeah. Um, any wish list items that you have for maybe the rest of this year or into next year? Um, yeah, well, um, anytime I talk to, uh, to Gary Brown, I tell him that he needs to make another expansion for the career guide to put even more like role-playing elements into it. Um, yeah. Uh, because that just has like so much possibilities. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I'd love to see um, some more things like fleshed out, like things that you could like do with your money to maybe get 
upgrade your training facilities or something like I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, possibilities uh, with that because it, it definitely it has such a great foundation. Um, well, and also, you know, the uh, the basic rules just for the matches themselves for Legends of Boxing is, is really great. So, um, so yeah, so I, I'd love to see um, a, uh, a career expansion too for for Legends of Boxing. Um, and yeah, then, one guy uh, I was talking to who was talking about with the career campaign guide that he was doing like rival gyms to see who was going to have the guys oh. contending for the golden gloves. And I was like, Oh, that would be a, that could be a fun element for like, you know, a, an expansion, you know, to, ha- to have like those rival gyms and like, who am I really competing against other than just kind of like these random like fighters, like actually have it be a gym versus gym kind of competition. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing I had mentioned to him, like it'd be cool if you, if you had a created, fictional league or universe where you know like maybe you had 10 boxers created for you know your uh, your regional uh division and here's the champion and he has a special rule you know there's like oh. all, there's all kinds of things that you could do you know um because that because that definitely is that's also another game that um you can kind of have the analysis paralysis of i want to start <laughs> but I, do I want to go this way or do I, you know, and then, um, uh, so yeah, so I, last time I was talking to him, was trying to say like, oh, if you just had like a, here you go, here's, you know, the 10 rest, the 10 boxers you need to, to fight, to work your way up and to try to defeat the champions, you know? Yeah. Um, cause I know that he has done, he has some kind of RPG supplement on his site. Um... Oh gosh, that's that, like search and destroy one. Or search something? and destroy, yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So I know that he's yeah he's um he's done um RPG like um productions before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That game, I'm with you on the career campaign guide. Like it, it is one of the because I don't do a lot with the fictional sports, but that was one that drew me in, and it was almost like some video games where I was like I would finish a fight and be like. Yeah, I'm gonna do the next one right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's still my litmus test yeah. for if I really enjoy a game. Is if as soon as I'm done, I go, hmm, I got time for one more game. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, Steve. Uh, I appreciate your time. Um, you know, this was a great show and anything you want to let everybody know about like upcoming stuff on the AFR. Yeah. Well, so, um, I guess probably by the time this comes out, I'll have already aired it, but, um, I'm going to be doing a, a, a show, uh, on June or no, sorry, uh, the 31st of May. Um, speaking of book it, where I'll be playing through a game and then we'll also have, uh, some news about their, uh, they have a new expansion coming out uh fairly soon on kickstarter so um that'll be coming up um i'll be continuing to play out my history maker baseball uh co-op league games um and then um look for the return of monday night tights um at some point maybe uh as we get closer to uh the play convention that's a good deal are you going again this year i am definitely going yes awesome yeah it'll be good to see you there then and uh, yes yes you too all right. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to post this after May 31st. So I'm um, probably going to post this weekend, but um, go back and check out that, sh- the, the news update, right? It's going to be a quick news update from AFR. Yeah. News update. And uh, it'll be a, a, a test for my new, my new upgraded equipment. So um, AFR has come into the, the 2020s <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with my computer and camera that we had a good 10 year run with my, with my equipment. So, all right good deal all right steve appreciate it all right thank you james thanks and that's a wrap on this week's episode i want to thank steve tower for joining me this week and talking about tabletop gaming and his channel the after further review Hope you got a chance to check out his latest episode. Check out some of how the new equipment's working out. And um, yeah, it was really cool. Good to see um, Book It back on the table. And 
uh, see some of the, the newer cards that have been added with some of the expansion sets there too. Uh, let's see. Coming up next week, uh, I'm going to dive back to an older game and take an inside look at Regatta. Uh, it's an old Sports Illustrated game that simulates uh, sailing, like uh, yacht racing. So we're going to take a look at that game next week. Uh, and until then, thanks for listening.